Hello, and welcome to the season two premiere of American Influencer Real Talk Podcast. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, we have American Influencer nominee, Chris Appleton on the show. Chris started his incredible career at the age of nine years old, and he's been making clients and celebrities feel beautiful ever since. Some of Chris's clients include Katy Perry, J-Lo, and Kim Kardashian West. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to the special edition. It's season two's premiere with Chris Appleton. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, I'm very good. Thank you've, you for having me. You've had an exciting day today. You were nominated for an American Influencer Award. I How does know. it feel? Insane. I'm so happy. Like It feels like finally something normal happened. Well, I say normal. It's actually amazing. But, you know, I feel like last year was... Um, being at the awards was such a fun, um, eventful moment. It was such a colorful moment for me. So when I saw everyone arrive today with the uh, balloons and saying I've been nominated, it really lifted my spirits. And I was like, wow, we're back. We're back in business. So yeah, super grateful and very happy to see that they're still doing the awards and they're making it happen even under the new circumstances. You know. Well, thank you for inviting us to your house or letting us surprise you at your house. Uh, you had a busy day on set. Can you say who you were working with? Yeah, I was with Jennifer Lopez. We were doing a shoot, um, which was a lot of fun. Again, everything's different these days with new restrictions, and you know. But it's I'm, I'm happy to see that people are starting to, you know, under new registrate uh, regulations, um, get back to some sort of normality, uh, whatever that looks like right now. But you know, we're all in masks and. I'm constantly being tested for COVID because that seems to be the new protocol. Um, but, you know, I'm just happy to be back doing what I do and I love what I do, you know. So the fact that you can still create some magic during this time is, is fun. Now, you started pretty young. You started at nine years old. Yeah. Um, it, and now you're only 19. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, only 10 years ago. <laughs> um, you've been doing it for quite some time. How's that journey been like? I feel like, you know, my journey's been really long and I don't think many people know that because they kind of see me come to saw me come to Los Angeles four years ago from England and I think they were just like who's this guy that rocked up like it's because he's got an English accent or people, people like, love it's cause you he's cute I don't know like I, I but I felt like you know that only gets you so far you've really got to be good at what you do but um you know I've made a lot of sacrifices since the age of nine I've, I've I started working in a salon at the age of 13 I um learned every aspect of hair before I moved to Hollywood from working in a salon to color degrees, extension degrees. Um, I did every course you can imagine, did every fashion week show, um, every editorial magazine, every assisting position you could do in hair um, because I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to be the best at what I could do. You know, I wanted to push myself and if I didn't know how to do something, I wanted to learn it. I remember I was in uh, New York once and um, it was the cover of a magazine and they wanted braids and I didn't know how to braid. I, I braided, but not great. And um, so I was like, you know what? I've come this far. Like I've got to, you know, I want to make sure I kind of put the effort in and, 
and know my craft. So I um, went off to Brooklyn and I kind of went around these hair salons and I was like, can you teach me how to braid? You know, and I watched the, the women braid and I was so mesmerized and they were teaching me how to braid. And, you know, obviously I didn't do uh, as good a job, but I kind of kept practicing and, you know, practice makes perfect. And, you know, we did the shoe and it was great. But I just feel like, you know, if there's, if there's any aspects of hair that I didn't know how to do, I'd make the effort to find out how, whether it was a tutorial on YouTube or assisting someone or or going on a course or whatever it was, you know, I'd be paying for my own travel. I had no money traveling around the country, traveling outside the country, wherever I needed to go to learn, I'd do it. So coming to Hollywood, um, four years ago, I guess I came fully equipped because skill wise, I knew what I was doing, you know, and I think what kind of carried me through was just being passionate, um, like I was when I was nine years old, I used to do my mum's hair because I liked making her look and feel good. And, you know, that's never really left me. It doesn't matter if I'm doing JLo or if I'm doing a model or if I'm doing sort of Mrs. Jones that comes to the salon every week. My objective is always to make them look great. But if you make them feel great at the same time, I think that's when it's kind of magic. So that's my secret formula, really. I read an article recently where Kim Kardashian West said that she leans into you and you give her confidence. And I thought that was such a beautiful quote because so often we walk on this planet and we feel so unsure. So I was just wondering if you could share with our listeners, what do you do to create such a magical feeling for her? Oh, when did she say that? <laughs> it was in the gay times. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, she was so nice to do the interview for that. Um, I don't know. I I really love the the, the people I work for, I have a lot of respect for their um, hard work. Like no one sees all this hot, you know, I see all the behind the scenes of how hot, how much work they do. And I have a lot of respect for that. And I feel like if I can, you know, make someone feel good by having great hair. And I think that builds an inner confidence, you know, when you have good hair, it does just make you feel good. You feel like your shoulders go back a little bit, you know, you feel a bit more ready, you know, to face the world. And especially, you know, these people are put under such a limelight, you know, you want to feel good about yourself. So, But it's more than just the how the hair looks. When you're giving someone confidence, it starts on the inside. Yeah. So what makes you so special? I don't know. Um, I, I genuinely care. I think that is always weird. I genuinely care that someone... Um, feels I guess you know every client I have I always try and make them feel individual I always try and channel into what they want to look like or what the vibe is and kind of explore that with them like you know I, I never just walk in and go oh same as usual or should we just do a wave today you know I'm always like well what's the vibe how can we celebrate how can we show that off with the hair or do we need to make the hair less and I don't know I think it's just a collaborative process and also you're in someone's personal space during a time where you know they're in a relaxation they're not on you know they're not in front of a camera or whatever they're you know in that relaxation time so I guess they want to feel um confident and relaxed with the person they're with and if, if I can make them feel that way then that's that's great I mean I try my best you work with these uber celebrities I mean yeah. people that uh you know people cry over and like dream of meeting and it's just you know like Michael Jackson Madonna status you know what I mean what do you think is the biggest misconception of working with a Katy Perry or a Kim Kardashian West or JLo because you're like you just said you're in their personal space what's the biggest misconception um I just think that I, it did, I think the biggest misconception from my perspective is the fact that I don't see them as 
you know, J-Lo or Katy Perry or Kim Kardashian. I, I see them as Jen or Katie or Kim, like just real people, you know, um, that we all have things that make us who we are and we're just real people at the end of the day. You know, I think some people feel that celebrities are walking around in armor and they're a thing, you know, they're a, they're a movie star, they're a pop star, they're a celebrity, they are indestructible, they are a thing, an object, rather than actually the real human being with, you know, feelings and, you know, they want to have a normal life as well, you know, so I feel like for me, the biggest misconception is that, you know, celebrities aren't real they're real you know real people yeah I, I think i wouldn't be able to do my job if i thought like that if i felt like oh my god i'm doing j-lo like or if i'm doing you know katie perry or okay like I, I think i would find that too overwhelming i don't really have that i'm like do you get starstruck at all not really because again i, I think when i do the job i'm like there to i want them to feel great about the hair but it doesn't matter if it's you know celebrity or if it's Mrs. Jones that comes in the salon every week. Equally, I want them to feel great. I remember there was an old woman that used to come into the salon every week back years ago when I used to work in a salon. And she used to come and see me every week. And she would come in with a stick, like a walking stick. And she would kind of hobble in and she'd sit down. And she was quite artsy. And I'd say, oh, that's, what should we do today? Should we put your hair up? Or should we put some extensions in? And we do all these different looks. And she would walk out. And I tell you, she didn't use her stick half the way, half as oh. much as she did when she walked in. And she'd go in the bathroom and she'd put some red lipstick on and she'd put a bit on her cheeks, like for a bit of rouge. And she would kind of let go of the stick a little bit. Like she didn't need it. You know, she'd walk out feeling so much more confident and so much, it was almost like, you it made her. it better. Yeah, yeah. it was like made it better because, and I know that like that made such a difference to her day and her week. She felt good about herself, you know, and she, she walked better. That was kind of always quite amazing to me. And then equally as, as an extreme, you know, if you look at working um, in the salon, I worked with cancer patients. So I saw women that I knew that were very strong, confident women that come in and they lost their hair and, you know, that had gone. They'd, they'd lost their individuality. They'd lost their personality. They'd lost their identity. And there would be like rabbits in headlights. They were just lost, you know, and they'd say they'd rather lose their breasts than the hair. So oh. again, creating wigs and making wigs that looked natural um, and gave them their hair back and their identity, you know, you could again, it was like emotional medicine. They walked out different the way they came in. How did it, that make you feel though? Just what, oh, what? it's such a buzz. It's like a drug. It's like, you know, it's like an, uh, making someone feel good for me is just such an excitement. You know, I think I get more excited than them sometimes, <laughs> you know. What inspires you? Um, I, well, I don't know. Like, I've just had this thing ever since I was a kid of like, I wanted to, I know when I was a kid, I wanted to make my mom feel better. She had a hard life. She had five kids. She was a working mom. She didn't really have any glamour. And I wanted to make her look like a Hollywood star. So I used to do her hair. And then my favorite bit was I'd say, stand up and look in the mirror. And she'd look in the mirror. And she, I loved the response. You know, she'd. I could see I made her happy. I made her smile. Or I made her forget about her being a mom of five, working God knows how many hours. And she had to go and wash the pots after this. I don't know, for a minute, she felt confident. And I think for me, just making people happy is so addictive, making people happy, making people smile. And if I have the ability to do that, then like, it's just infectious. I don't know. I feel like I, 
it, for me, it's just such a rewarding experience. Um, you know, if I do a red carpet and, you know, it looks good and they're happy, I, I for me, it's like amazing. You know, it's not, but it's not even though it's in my hair, I, it's not me, it is them. But, you know, I, for me, it's almost more rewarding um, seeing them so happy and killing it and, you know, creating like an iconic look or, you know, something that will looked at in history maybe or you know referenced and I don't know I just it's just exciting to be able to make people happy is so rewarding has it been interesting to kind of turn into a celebrity yourself I know I don't really think of it like that someone said to me this morning oh do you go to the normal gym and I was like yeah of course and they're like well don't people look at you and I was like well I guess they do but like I don't really I don't really think about that I mean people love you Chris really yeah people everyone Everyone loves you. Uh, the, just who you are, your spirit. People call you the sexiest uh, hairstylist alive. Aww, you know, really? so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a nice yeah. compliment. Yeah. That's my Instagram. I don't know. I guess this kind of sexy thing's become a thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just because I post like um, topless pictures um, every <laughs> now and again. But to be fair, I've worked really hard um, during quarantine. Like I kind of thought to myself, I'm going to come out of this either looking the best I've ever looked or the worst. And I was like, I've always had the excuse. Like I, I like to work out because it makes me feel good. I like to work out because like it's good to be healthy. And, you know, I live in Hollywood. I work with great people. I feel like I should look good. Like I, I, I want to look after myself. I want to like... Um, you know, I'm 37. I'm like, you know, I want to feel good before I'm kind of like fighting age or whatever. Like, you know, I'm healthy and I want to kind of maximize that. So during quarantine, it hit me and I was like, well, am I ever going to just sit at home and eat and kind of <laughs> get fat? Or I could actually just like use this time to work out and have have an hour of focus, real focus every day. Whereas normally I've got the excuse of like, oh, I've got to go to work. I've got my phone. Oh my God, my phone's right. You know, so many things you have to organize and plan and do. Um, my job is like a 24-hour day job. It's, there's so much that goes into each look and stuff. So you never consider yourself a celebrity, even though you're nominated for Celebrity Hairstyles <laughs> of the Year. Not really. But, you know, <laughs> it's nice that people think that. I don't know, just just me. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, I guess... It, when you think about it, like, you know, you have 1.4 million followers on Instagram and I'm like, I don't know, it almost feels like they're not real people. They're just, it's almost like a computer game. It's mm. almost like, you know, Instagram almost becomes like a computer game. You paste a picture and you're like, you know, does it get lots of likes? Does it get lots of comments? It's almost like, you know, you're you're playing um, on the slot machines and it's like, oh, do I get the matching? Oh, I won, you know, that one's good. And then you try and do it again. <laughs> like, oh, that one didn't do so good. I don't know, it's almost like, um, well, I'm from Hawaii, and they only have 1.4 million people in the whole state. Oh, really? So that's like every single person in the entire state following you 24 hours. Oh, you forget. Yeah, I do, so you that's do a lot that. of people. You do forget the amount of yeah. eyes that are on you. Yeah. But again, I think if I um, if I really thought about it, I probably wouldn't be able to. I'd be terrified, <laughs> you know. And I kind of don't really think into it too much. I don't believe all that shit. I, I think as soon as you stop believing like your own hype too much is when you kind of see people fall and people get big headed and mm. I don't think anyone's too big or too ugly to What does beauty mean to you? As we start wrapping up, what is because you've seen it in all shades and forms in your career. I think beauty really does come from within. Um I obviously aesthetically create beauty on the outside, but I think beauty really comes on the inside. And I think when someone has good intentions, um, is kind, um, compassionate, and you know the people I work with all are, you know, I, 
I'll be on set with Kim and, you know, anyone, you know, someone will come in the room and just maybe, maybe they're like a sound guy or anything. And Kim will always introduce herself and she's always like, hi, you know, how's it? you know, and she'll remember people's names. And, you know, I think for me, that's so, it goes such a long way to make someone that feels like they're not necessarily, you know, part of the room or important, feel important and feel valid. And I think that beauty comes from within because I think it comes back to you as well I think when people are good people like it reflects in your eyes and your soul and you know people want you to do well and I think beauty is many things but I think the real heart of beauty comes from within for sure I think it's something that just shines through um happy soul you know and happy people I think it shines through how do you want your followers to be influential I feel like I want them to be inspired. I always try and even if it's like the simplest of styles, like even if it's like straight hair, for example, like we did on Kim, I said, well, how can I make this like my own? How can I make this, um, how can I take it up a notch? How can I inspire people to be like, oh, wow, I want to try that. So we like made it really shiny. It was like extra shiny, you know, and like people were like, oh, wow, it looks like glass. And Or if it's like... Um, you know, half up, half down. Like, how can we make it look more extra glam and like how us have like a Barbie feel? You know, I don't know. I was just trying to think, or if it's a ponytail, like let's make it a really long pony and put hoops in it. You know, and like I don't know. I was just trying. I want to make people. I want to give them some eye candy. I want people to be able to look and be inspired to want to try something at home or. You know, I can do that. I, you know, I did even during quarantine. I did like a men's haircutting because everyone was like trying to cut their hair at home and. So many people, I was so happy that they were like, you know, I've seen so many tutorials, but actually did yours, and it was really easy to follow. Like, I got it. You made it real. You made it kind of understand. And I think sometimes we complicate things, or we don't want to share our secrets. But for me, I want to share. I want people to be inspired. I want to see people be able to recreate the looks I do and, you know, equally feel good, you know. And that's how you create those emotional connections with yeah. your followers, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we all want to know that we can relate to one another. Yeah, I mean, looks on Instagram, like, people... Social media is like consistent and there's a lot of negativity that people talk about in terms of feeling like not enough, like they need to keep up. And yeah, I think we all have those moments where we have, you know, times where we look and we're like, oh, we don't, you know, my body's not good enough or I, I need this to be better or, oh, they look perfect. But let, let's face it, people on social media post the best version of themselves. They post themselves on the best hair day best skin day, you know, um, great outfit, feeling good. You know, they don't very often post that they've got a headache and they've had some bad news. And, you know, it's kind of a polished version of all ourselves. You know, I would say my, you know, Instagram definitely reflects a side of me, but I wanted to expand on that. That's why I'm doing YouTube now, because I wanted to try and show more of my personality and give a little bit more of an in-depth version of where I came from, you know, what the hustle of being a celebrity hairstylist is like, you know, how I create these looks. Would you ever um, want to do your own television show? Yeah, I mean, I get asked a lot. I, one of the big things people always want to do when they talk about doing a television show is follow me around. And I can't really have that because the people I work with, it's like, I can't bring a camera crew in top of it. It's just, I don't want that. You know, I'm there to offer a service and do a job. Um, I feel like there's loads of TV shows that have um, been flying around at the minute. And yeah, I mean, I love TV. I think, I feel like I feel very comfortable in it. I love inspiring people. I love making people smile. Um, I love uplifting people. And I think, you know, TV is a great way of doing that. So yeah, I definitely enjoy TV. I'd do a TV show for sure. 
Awesome. Yeah, if you know any authors, then <laughs> yeah, in my head right now, I'm like, <laughs> what show could has we, a TV show? What show could we pitch right let now? Me, let me yeah. know. My number is nine one seven. Not going to tell the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Um, well, speaking of contact, if our listeners want to follow your journey, Chris, where do they go? Well, they can follow me at Chris Appleton One on Instagram, and then you could check out my YouTube, um, which is Chris Appleton, I guess. Um, I think the link's in my bio. Um, and yeah, just let me know what you guys want to see more of, um, how you want to be inspired, what hairs you want to see. Um, tell us your journey, you know, and, and I think it's just right now is a great way to be able to give back. Like I'm doing this free masterclass actually. So my masterclass is normally around $700 a ticket and it's in a location like New York or Miami or whatever. Whereas I'm actually going to do um, a free masterclass for everyone, um, whoever wants to come and watch, whether it's a girl at home that wants to learn and perfect a hairstyle or if it's a professional in a salon that wants to know how to maintain a clientele and how to grow a clientele. So we're going to do a masterclass. It'll be a few hours long. It's going to be on Zoom. I think there's already a few thousand people um, signed up for it. But if people want to come to that, then make sure you sign up to it. Um, And I'll see you on the Zoom and I'll show you some great hairstyles and what's happening for fall and also, you know, how to, how to, a good snatch ponytail <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to vote for chris for oh. a celebrity stylist of the year yeah, yeah. please do that'd be amazing i'm so excited to to be nominated so um thank you yeah thank you so much well chris two years ago we met when i was producing and working with candy johnson and uh I wasn't feeling that well and you were such a champ and uh, you really made a difference in my life that day. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, Everything you've just heard, he's the real deal. Uh, We're actually recording COVID uh, (laughs) distance, of course, outside in his house. And I just want to say thank you. I'm just proud to be in the mix and thank you so much for having me um, and letting me talk a bit about my journey. I appreciate it. And yeah, there's strength in sharing our stories. Definitely, yeah. And, you know, if someone can feel inspired by that. But I guess the key I think I, I, I want to end on is that no one's journey is easy. No one's journey is without struggle. No one's journey is without challenges every day. You know, even now, like, I had to stop midway through this to take a call. Like, I'm always hit with challenges. And some days, you know, like you cope with it fine. And some days you just think, can I do this? Can I cope with this but you know what you trooper on but I, I think you know for anyone that's aspiring to be a hairstylist or a celebrity hairstylist or just be hairstylist in the salon or whatever your professional is I think just to know that everyone has tough days and everyone everyone struggles especially right now you know I think there's not enough awareness on like how much people did struggle through COVID and you know the, the problems that can cause and I just think it's great to be able to share stories and talk about it and I think being able to um, share a problem is a problem. A problem shared is a problem halved, I feel. You know, I feel like I'm a big believer in talking about, um, you know, your journey and how you're feeling. I think it's really important. So, Were you, you ever know, afraid to share your journey? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I me think, too. I was terrified. For a long time. Um, because I feel like it then opens you up to people having an opinion on you. But you know what you learn is everyone's going to have an opinion anyway. Like, you know, not everyone likes strawberry ice cream. Not everyone likes, you know, um, cheesecake. You know, it's like fine. Like, it's fine. Like, as long as you try and be the best person you can be, um, you can make mistakes along the way. As long as you learn from them and you do the best to, you know, be a better version of yourself. I try and do that. I try and be a better version of myself. If there's a mistake I made, I try and think, well, how can I, how can I improve on that? You know, we're, we're human beings. We're here to learn. We're here to get better. No one knows it all, you know. Yeah, we're all just trying to be loved, valued, and appreciated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's been an honor to uh, sit down and uh, 
listen to your heart. So thank you for being on AI Real Talk. And if you want more information for Chris, don't forget to follow his YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for being on this edition of American Influencer Real Talk. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our conversation with Chris Appleton. We hope this episode has inspired you. You can keep up with our latest episode of our podcast by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at AIA Real Talk Podcast. That's AIA Real Talk Podcast. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and it's edited by our friends at Lasting Media. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now, here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.